This episode of Flash TV Talk is brought to you by Equity CPA. Visit equitycpa.com and stay tuned later this episode to find out what Equity CPA can do for you. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Belle. Belle, man, we back, baby. We are. It's been quite a hiatus, but you know what? No longer. Yeah, tell me, please. Tell me, tell me, tell me that we are straight on through to the end. Tell me there's no more breaks like this. I'm sure there's going to be at least four or five more breaks. Uh, no, no, no. We're getting so close to the end, man. I mean, we have to, right? We've gotten the exposure of all of the bus metas, or at least most of the bus metas. We've gotten, uh, you know, a new bus meta that we'll be talking about tonight. Somebody that really adds uh, their own unique spin on things. They plays their own little uh, brand of uh, fiddling. They dance to their own tune. There it is. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> well, hey, before we jump into it, we want to let you know that, of course, we are part of the DC TV Talk Network. Head over to dctvtalk.com to find the latest and greatest in DC TV podcasting. And hey, if you have a DC TV focused podcast, let us know. We'd love to have you join the network as well. Uh, just email dctvtalk at gmail.com or go to dctvtalk.com for more information we are dctv talk and so can you oh i like that could that be our new tagline sure all right it's a hashtag it it's a thing now that's that's great <laughs> that's how we do all right man well uh, that's out of the way also uh you know patreon also very good those of you who uh who are supporting us through patreon you are responsible for why we are able to come back after such long hiatuses bringing you this kind of content immediately uh, the week that you get a new episode of The Flash, you get a new podcast. That's because the good folks at patreon.com slash TV talk are helping make it happen. And so can you so head over to patreon.com slash TV talk to help make this show happen. All right, Bell, you ready for this? I believe so. That's all out of the way. Let's jump into the rundown. The, the rundown. <laughs> episode 14 of season four, subject number nine, directed by Ralph Hamaker. It's story by Mike Alber and Gabe Snyder. Bell, what happened in this episode? Well, Barry is let go from the CCPD due to his connections with the DeVoe case. The team encounters another bus metahuman named Izzy with soundwave abilities amplified by her violin. She manages to use her abilities when DeVoe, inside Sharp's body, comes to claim her. Barry and Ralph help train Izzy to refine her abilities, which proves difficult when she gets hurt. Eventually, DeVoe shows up once again using Dominic and Becky's abilities to make Barry experience a brain aneurysm while using his original abilities to incapacitate Ralph. DeVoe then once again uses the chair to transfer his mind into Izzy's body and escapes. Later, Ralph comforts Barry about being fired. Faced with what happened to Izzy, Ralph has a big decision to make. Help Team Flash take down DeVoe with the possibility that he may end up like the other metas or decide not to be a hero and remain alive. Dun, dun, dun. All right, man. So isn't it just like Central City? They have to go to great lengths to try to prove that Barry is innocent. And as soon as they do all of this metahumaning way to get around the justice system, everybody's like, I don't buy it. There could be metahumans at play. It does kind of make you wonder, why didn't they just go with the, hey, metahumans did it from the get-go, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, come on. Like, the, you know, life imitates art and art imitates life and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's it's especially in Central City. If I were a citizen of Central City, I'd be like, okay, there's a dude and there's metahumans everywhere. I wouldn't trust anything anymore. And I would be wearing tinfoil all the time if I lived there. I'm just saying. I liked, I liked that, though. I liked the fact that we are seeing a Central City that is dealing with the reality that, I mean, gosh, what, two years ago, the entire city was taken over by an army of metahumans. Metahumans, the justice system needs to evolve a little bit. Like there does need to be a, a 
perhaps even a metahuman unit. Maybe we'll see Team Flash deputized in a more official capacity after this season to be a little bit more involved in, in rooting out the metas that lie beneath and those cases that may otherwise not make sense to most people. But one way or the other, it does kind of put them in an awkward position because once everything is cleared, do they come clean and be like, yeah, DeVoe wasn't really alive, but he actually was alive, but it wasn't him because we had to use our stretchy friend or how do you how do you handle that down the road? Well, see, that's the thing. It's like, it, I, I feel like this is all going to come to a head at some point and Barry is going to be exonerated and put Brock on the, the CCPD, obviously, right, because right. I mean, it's just, yeah, that's, you can't just have that loose end and, and Barry being a PI, right? Like that just, that just can't happen. So something's going to happen. There's going to be this big reveal and it must be like, I am DeVoe. And they're like, oh, you were alive. But wait, earlier, who was that guy? Well, it doesn't matter because he really was alive. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. But you're right. There probably will be some some things coming to light. I like the fact that we're maintaining this mayoral story as well, right? Because we've seen the mayor uh, go to prison earlier this season. We actually saw him in prison. And so I, I almost kind of feel like perhaps there's this underlying story that we didn't even know fully existed until it comes full circle. Do you think that the the mayor's going to play a problematic role for Barry going forward? Hashtag problematic? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. That is something, you know, I. it depends on like, you know, if she has one of those character arcs where... Because right now it seems like she she might be under the impression that like you know okay well the, obviously the warden is bad or no like the 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 newsfeed said the warden was like died a hero right and that the metahumans were bad and that everything is like you know there's corruption and all that kind of stuff going on so it'll it'll depend on where her character arc goes if, I'm sure there's gonna be a situation where the city will be taken hostage and then metahumans will save her as we've seen other things happen where people who have prejudices against met- prejudices against metahumans that are resolved by a metahuman showing them that you know just like regular people not all metahumans are bad kind of thing that that's that's where i'm feeling that's gonna go okay all right fair enough fair enough you don't think that perhaps she might end up being a bus meta the mayor of central city riding a bus no. well she wasn't the mayor back then four months ago yeah because remember the it was because it was uh she became mayor because the mayor at the time all right so so if, as you recall the mayor at the time threatened ralph there was a whole thing the mayor got oh, arrested. that's right that's right that's right yeah so so back then she was not the mayor so i'm wondering if she's actually one of the bus metas Ooh, dun 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 yeah i don't know that that's that's interesting i didn't really think about that i, I for some reason i think it was the governor and not the mayor that's the mayor which is why well, yeah it was it was totally the mayor you're right yeah all right well there's a little early speedster speculation for you okay man so we've got an introduction to a new metahuman by the name of Izzy. Now, this is our introduction to the Fiddler, the Fiddler being a character from DC Comics. However, in the uh, comics, the Fiddler is actually Isaac. Uh, so they, they did kind of a, uh, a gender change on, on this character, as they've done several times before. However, I don't believe the Fiddler from the comics was as much of a stereotype as Izzy is. Yeah. I feel like there needs to be a little bit of a PSA here. So, hi, my name is Bo. This is Belle. I live in Mississippi. He lives in Texas. We've lived in the South our entire life, and this is what our voices sound like. Yeah, I, I've actually had people comment on that where I tell them where I'm, you know, where I grew up and they say, oh, you're from Mississippi? I had no idea. I don't hear any accent at all. And it's like, you're right, because not everyone from Mississippi sounds like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we- Precious, we don't just go around with this crazy accent. And if, if you could tell this nice young lady from Ontario, Canada, who's up there portraying somebody from our region that we don't necessarily talk like this. You know what? It would just make me so tickled. I'd be so happy to hear that. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. And we do wear shoes down here. 
now and and the straw hats we only wear on occasion <laughs> Bell, with our overalls. Bell, I got to tell you, and this is this is totally honest. I actually am not wearing shoes right now, but this is a podcast. Don't worry about it. Both howdy. <laughs> All right, so the shoes thing notwithstanding, yeah, that was uh, Izzy, the the Southern stereotype, who I did have to just kind of hang my head in shame a little bit on that one. But yeah, no, she she comes in, she uh, she's a fiddle player. You know, it's it's interesting because her power set, while it is different from other uh, sound wave manipulation that we've seen in the past, is very similar to, of course, Black Canary and uh, all the other alternatives to Black Canary that have popped up uh, through through other Earths and and whatnot. Wait, say that one more time. Well, so her power set's very similar to Black Canary. Ah, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess in in the fact that like it's sound based. Uh, obviously, the focal point here is uh, a fiddle versus a voice. But it wor- I mean, like I got the sense that when they were describing it, I mean, like for one thing, it is the literally the exact same effect. So props on uh, using what you got. But the, save that cash, man. Yeah, absolutely. They got a big, big fight at the end of the season, or they busted it early on with all the Ralph stuff. But, <laughs> but the reality is, is that that is very similar to the way that Black Canary's powers work, at least the effects thereof. And so when everybody was kind of freaking out, like, oh my gosh, she hurt DeVoe, I was like, oh snap, we got like two or three of people that can do this kind of thing. Let's just call up All Arrow, like, hey, Ollie. I know you got some uh, some sirens and some canaries over there. Not to mention, Cisco actually did whip up a collar that does this kind of thing. Perhaps, you know, everybody just equips themselves with a canary co- collar and we knock this out next episode. <laughs> We're on to the next thing. Right. Obviously, that works. Why not just go with it if it works? I am curious to see, though, that now that DeVoe has her and her power, if perhaps the sound waves will cancel each other out and, and therefore that powers remain moot. I mean, you know, it, it, it kind of sucks that Firestorm's not available because I'm pretty sure a nuclear fire, nothing can, can withstand <laughs> that when you're like vaporized to like an atomic level. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, if if he if he's having some bad luck, then like that's the thing. That luck power really does pretty much negate everything because all you have well, to do. Well, but I mean, you know, you you could just okay. I'm gonna make a thermonuclear detonation. We have Devo. We brought him out here to this rock quarry because whatever. And I'm just going to vaporize the rock quarry. And so if something bad happens, the rock quarry is still vaporized. And so is everything in it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess if DeVoe doesn't see it coming, and I think that's really what's going to be in play as long as they try to attack him physically until they actually get smarter. Uh, I think the, the goal is going to be to uh, sneak up on him as they did a couple times throughout this episode. Now, Izzy kind of comes in. Um, uh, cliches aside, she she does have a power. She's brought in. And this is the first time that a metahuman is brought into the picture that Barry, well, she's not a hero, Belle. Like, she doesn't seem to want to be a hero. Barry seems to only know how to do one thing, and that's how to groom heroes, uh, unless they're, you know, marrying his dad. So, I mean, like, I think (laughs) that we're kind of presented with kind of an interesting scenario here where we're just dealing with the civilian with powers. It kind of changes things up a bit. Yeah, right. Like she was more interested in the connection that her powers gave to her with her music than anything else. And honestly, with a power set where you're able to control sound like that, yeah, it would make sense. You know, if you're a musician and all of a sudden you have this like deeper connection with your music, you're able to play more, you know, you're you're able to play better. uh, You're able to to put more soul and heart into your music. Yeah, I don't think the first thing you'd think of is I'm going to be a hero and save people. It's like I'm going to make better music because I'm a better musician. So, yeah, it's totally a situation of a civilian in a uh, superpowered role. So, yeah, it, it's definitely different. And so it's interesting to see that, right? You know, it, it was fascinating that when they go out trying to figure out who she is, the first thing they think to do when they have the CD is vibe supposed to vibe it, right? Like, they give it to Cisco, he's going to vibe it. And I'm like, huh, 
she's a musician guys like google it you know what i mean like <laughs> you could and well, i actually you know, i liked that they they kind of played that up later where they were talking about her website like well, has anybody just like looked at her website <laughs> everybody's yeah, looking at was, each other that was good and so i i do like the fact that they acknowledge they've relied on super science and superpowers so much that what would be obvious to us mere mortals is kind of, I don't want to say beneath them, but let's just say beyond them. And so it seems like this like, oh, no, duh to us. But to them, they're like, oh, wait. Oh, yeah, we we can do that. <laughs> well, you know, the old saying is when you only have a hammer, every problem is a nail. Mm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, they've been using their hammer too long, and now every problem is a nail. Yeah, that's good. We did actually get a chance to see Cisco suit up as Vibe, which was always great. I always love whenever he gets to be part of the action. Yeah, um, right. Also, uh, you know, we we do see the uh, elongated man costume back into play. And there was something about, like, the three of them walking up to Izzy. It felt very superhero. Like, it did feel like a very big comic book moment. You know, DeVoe walks in, of course, and so she's caught between the supervillain and the superheroes. And I mean, you could almost like see this happening in panel form. You know, I was halfway expecting one of probably Cisco to say, come with me if you want to live. But I think they've done that one before. Uh, have they? Maybe. I, I, but it's got to happen. They're saving bus metas. They have to say, come with me if you want to live. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. Uh, the yeah. references the references are always strong with this one. I got the sense, and I know this is kind of jumping to the B plot here, but it, it plays in. That Rick is getting way more Harry. Uh, uh, wait, no, no. H- Harry is getting way more Rick. Like, you mean like Rick and Morty Rick? Yeah, right? Because he's got that whole, like, y- you could almost see, <laughs> like, now that you've made this connection for me, I can't not see it every single time Harry's on screen. <laughs> so there, there's different, right? Because I don't think Harry is as much of a nihilist as Rick is. No, 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 no. Not, not, and he's not a, he's not a jerk and he doesn't hate everybody, but like, there's the whole, like, oh, you know, I, you know, you, you got a problem. Okay. I could, I could make something for you. Like here, here uh, yeah. I could probably whip something <laughs> up and oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry that I didn't make this amazing machine that cancels out dream sequences, and rewrites brainwaves. I'm sorry that oh, I didn't make it comfortable yeah. for you. Like you could totally see Rick having that exact same conversation with like, oh know, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, ever since the Council of Ricks, and and granted, uh, let's see here, Rick and Morty's been in three seasons, hasn't been around the entire time, but Harry came around season two. So I I would bet that Rick was a inspiration for the Harry character. It does seem they're going pretty, they're leaning pretty strong in that direction, and I have no problem with it. Uh, I do like- Oh, no, not at all. Also with his kind of interaction with Cecile, how- you know, she's encouraging him to reach out to Jesse. And so I think that we're definitely teed up for Jesse to make a return here in, in the near future. And hey, it was, guess what she's going to be before she comes back on Flash. Uh, <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow, baby. What? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But she, yeah, they, Legends is getting all the speedsters. Y'all getting all the speedsters. You got Wally. Now you got Jesse. What's, what, what, what's going on with that, man? It's, you know, superior shows with superior hosts. Wow. Get superior characters. Wow. Wow. Oh, we'll just... <laughs> <laughs> leave that i just i want to i just want to say uh legends tv talk glad that's working out so well for you that's, that's, that's good that's, oh also by the way uh if you want to come on uh our show uh on thursday you can oh oh thank you yes i, I would love to come as an afterthought no i think i've got plans thank you very no, much no you, you weren't an afterthought you were an original thought uh-huh uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, one way or the other, man, I, I do hope that we do get Jesse. Um, seeing Cecile and uh, and uh, Harry, rather, uh, interacting, seeing him try to make a friend, <laughs> the way that they interact. You know, you, you did feel Joe missing from this episode. And I, I wonder if they are kind of shuffling around the B team a lot based on how many characters can fit into an episode. Like, it seemed noticeable this and actually last episode. 
Yeah, I guess, you know, Joe wasn't really necessary, per se, this episode. They mentioned him a lot, but there's so many characters, they have to do some shuffling at some point to get them, you know, adequate screen time, right? So, yeah, it, it does feel like that, I feel. Okay, so he, he does create this device to help Cecile, and of course, as she's reading his mind, she figures out that... Uh, oh, by the way, did you think that Cecile, like, I saw that story going in a different direction. I thought that the, it was going to be revealed that the, the nightmares that she keeps on hearing is not actually from Joe, but instead actually from the baby. No, that would have been, like, really terrifying. Well, but that's the thing. Like, if, if you know, there's been a lot of theories around the idea that perhaps the baby is will grow up to be a supervillain. Now, they've said that it's a girl, not a boy, and so the, the kind of the Daniel West theory is perhaps outside of that concept, but they've done gender changes before, and I would not we did be- did one tonight. Well- so, Or on this week's. Exactly. And so, beyond that, though- I would not be surprised if it's kind of like a, you know, bait and switch type deal like, oh, well, of course we we thought it was a girl, but it's actually a boy. You know, that that happens. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And that's probably like before you were born, son, we thought you were a girl. In fact, you know, like, you know, like what? You thought I was a girl. I'm going to grow up to be a supervillain. You know? Yeah. Give you a little resentment there. Okay. So uh, DeVoe, uh, while doing some, uh, some very dastardly things, Cisco does get the opportunity later on to vibe him. And DeVoe actually pulls a Night King for the first time where uh, Cisco's trying to look in and DeVoe knows that he's looking in, stops what he's doing, looks directly at him, actually even talks to him. Okay, question. Yes. So which one of his powers granted him that ability? Because he doesn't have a power set that is that at least even remotely correlates with vibing. So like, how does that work? Okay, I would imagine, or I'm going to guess that it has to do with his core power, which is the thinking, knowing the answer to everything, being able to predict where things happen at any given time. Oh, okay. So he's basically saying, oh, I'll bet Cisco is going to look right now for this person that I'm clearly about to take their body. Exactly. So uh, that's kind of the way that I saw it. Um, the other thing could be that it might be the, you know, the mind reading ability. Maybe he's been stretching it and talking to him that way. I mean, this really was the first time that we saw DeVoe utilizing pretty much, well, almost all of the powers that, he, that he's gotten. He, he actually switched out quite a bit. Yeah. So he used, well, so we saw a new power manifest where he uh, changed Dominic's mind reading ability into a mind projection kind of thing, right? Right, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we used Kilgore. He used Dominic, who I mentioned. He used, who else did he use? He used Becky, Becky for the for the bad luck. Yeah, Becky with bad luck. Yeah, I mean, he, did, he specifically said he didn't have to use. He didn't need six powers. Now he has seven. So I don't, I don't think he used all of them this episode. But like, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing how he can trump Team Flash with just a subset of his powers. Yeah, and I mean, it, it just continues to grow and grow. Now, also, he is deteriorating. So jumping bodies did not solve the problem. And in fact, it's actually getting faster and faster, which makes me wonder, Bell, I mean, like, you know, we predicted it a while back, but could it be that really he's not going to be okay until he gets into Flash's body? Or could it be that Ralph ends up being the ultimate goal? Maybe the way that his body can stretch and kind of regenerate itself, maybe that's going to be uh, his golden ticket to not, you know, wiping himself off the face of the planet. I could see that, Ralph. I think there's a good argument for Ralph just because of his, you know, elasticity and stuff like that. But I, mean, I also think that there's the whole, you know, limitless speed force energy that he can draw upon to, uh, you know, feed his brain and whatnot also still makes sense. So Ralph is good, but like, I don't know if Ralph is, you know, a limitless energy source like everyone else. I'm going to throw uh, something to you right now. So what if, so he's been absorbing all of these people, absorbing their powers and, you know, their, their bodies seem to be dead uh, when it's all said and done. But what if, much like his mind carries on, what if their mind also carries on? 
Like, what if the big final battle is Flash entering into his mind and having kind of this battle on the mental plane where he has to team up with all of these metahumans that DeVoe has captured? Like, he basically liberates them from DeVoe's mind, and then they all, like, team up against him. So, I was thinking something similar to that, where, like, the uh, the, the people who are absorbed by DeVoe aren't necessarily gone, but their consciousnesses are still there. Mm-hmm. And so, that might be something that DeVoe doesn't plan on, maybe? But, but yeah, that could be interesting. I don't know about Flash going into his mind. I don't know about that, but I think there could be some sort of internal struggle between DeVoe and the consciousnesses that he's absorbed. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's an interesting avenue of discussion there. So the cerebral inhibitor, of course, was uh, was invented or or kind of, uh, I guess, an an alternate use for this device that Harry made for Cecile. This was a spoiler given to us by Savitar, of all people. That was a red herring given to us by Savitar. Come on. Do you think that's the case? I mean, like, you're right. It, It doesn't seem to be that memorable given that it didn't work. But is this just, you know, the alpha version of the hardware that will eventually evolve into Cerebral Inhibitor 3.0 or something of that nature? Well, but I mean, like the way they describe Kilgore and like all of his abilities is he can control anything electronic. So how are they going to like all of a sudden be like, oh, well, Kilgore can't control this electronic because OMG science? I mean, like, I don't know. You you have it established that Kilgore can control all electronics. He controlled the first neural inhibitor. How do you go and like all of a sudden just retcon that, right? Like, yeah. Uh, it, it, it seems like it's going to be a stretch for them to go in and do that. It, it just, or, or at least it feels kind of cheap. Like you, you have this ability. He's already defeated it once. And now you're going to come up with some OMG sciencey way to just negate the fact that Kilgore's power would allow him to control any device that you would make to stop him. Right. Does it feel cheap to you? I mean, it feels cheap to me if they're all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, whatever. His Kilgore power said we nullified it with X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. So. All right. So I don't think it's going to be we nullify DeVoe with with any kind of device in and of itself. I think it's going to be. There is going to be, I think there's going to be a tech element, right? Because you're going after kind of this powerhouse thinker. There is kind of this technology that has to be involved. I mean, especially with his giant egg and his, you know, his hat. I, and also, I mean, did you notice the the uncomfortable version that, uh, that of the, I guess it wasn't a cerebral inhibitor, but, but whatever the dream catcher was that Harry built, that first version actually looked a lot like the cap that Flash wears when he fights the thinker. So I'm wondering if that device ends up being a way that Barry is able to plug into DeVoe's mind as opposed to the other way around. Oh, okay. So Harry will build Barry a thinking cap that he will use and they'll battle on the psychic plane inside. Exactly. Of- okay. Okay. Exactly. And, you know, he could even do kind of a tag team with the, with the metas that were there and, and all that kind of stuff. So that, I, I think there's a, there's, there's a lot. Uh, I, I don't think that we've seen the last of this, the tech that was so subtly introduced in this B plot. And again, no, I, I don't I, yeah, think that I, I Savitar. That. I don't think Savitar would have remembered the cerebral inhibitor if it was just one thing that didn't work. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. Man, Iris did not have much to do this episode. She did Google, which was good when it was time to to put somebody's uh, pull up the website. She was on it, and she gave Barry a pretty good uh, pep talk in terms of you know keeping him to his human level. We actually got a chance to see Barry wrestling with the fact that, of course, he wants everything done faster and he's doing things in a way that's pushing people a little bit too hard, to so much so that puts Izzy at risk during the training session. It seems as though he's trying to push her into being a superhero as he has done with many other metas in the past and as other people have done with him. But, you know, it's really Iris that kind of steps in and be like, hey, Barry, not everybody has to be you, buddy. Like, it's it's okay. Like, let, let's, you know, take a step back. You know, yes, we need to push people, but let's not, no, let's not pretend like we need them to be something that they're not. Yeah. And actually, there was that great, I loved uh, when 
He's like, all right, we need to get it done fast. And then Cisco kind of gives him a look. He's like, oh, you, you know, just just do your best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, you know, his, his, uh, he, he needs Iris. It's very clear that, that he would be a uh, kind of a chore to work with as he exists in a different time frame than everybody else without Iris really kind of holding him into the present. Yeah, because, you know, Barry tends to do things a lot faster, think a lot faster, obviously, because he's a speedster. And so, yeah, yeah Iris is that kind of like grounding effort, right? His lightning rod. She is like, Barry, you're a speedster. No one else is. Cool it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and but you know, and but when it comes down to it, man, these last couple of episodes, Iris really has not had a whole lot to do. Aside from, you know, the sparring that Googling. she did. So aside from Googling and then the sparring that she did with the mechanic, that it hasn't meant a whole lot for her to do these last couple of episodes, but we know something's coming. Uh, I'm not sure when something's coming. I thought it was gonna be this episode, but soon, soon. So for all you Iris fans, Oh yeah, there's there's been some you know I, I mean if you have an internet connection and a pair of eyes and you're not living under a rock yeah, yeah you know what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's the worst kept secret on the internet right now. But anyway, one yeah, way or the yeah. other. So uh, so yeah, so Iris fans have a lot to look forward to. Uh, we all are very excited to see what is in her future. Um, we also man, this episode we uh, got a shall I say an evolved Ralph to some extent where he is interacting with somebody that uh, he he seems to be attracted to without being a complete uh an utter waste of human D-bag. space yeah i mean like you know he kind of came off almost charming not charming but almost charming i think we i think we're, we're starting to see a a new ralph i think his arc is almost complete we're, we're we're 14 episodes in we got nine left i think he's nearing the completion of his arc and i think that we're going to start seeing a Dibney that won't make you just cringe at the screen all the time, Bo. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because they, they actually had a kind of nice chemistry. I was almost starting to ship them a little bit. In fact, I even looked up and I was like, wait a minute. Ralph's wife wasn't named Izzy. Like, are they changing some things up here? I, I thought that for a second, too. And I was like, this is going to be a really big retcon because, you know, Fiddler is a flash rogue and not Ralph Dibney's wife. So, yeah. <laughs> This will be, a, and then of course we see what happens, and that's obviously not the case. But I think it's, I think it's opening up Ralph's heart to the fact that like a, a love is a worthwhile thing, and that like you know he is worthy of it, and all this kind of stuff. And so I, I think we're going to start seeing some uh, major turnarounds for Ralph, and that previous cringe-inducing just horribleness is going to be uh, swept aside. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, another character that really didn't have a whole lot to do other than kind of explain something that nobody understood was Caitlin. Like she literally explained a theory of gravitational pull or whatever it was of of being pocket dimensions or something like that yeah she explained you know einstein's theory of pocket dimensions and things which is interesting coming from her since she has a biotech background right and not necessarily a physics and astrophysics background Uh, i would more expect that to come from cisco but you know like you said caitlin didn't have a lot else to do in this episode so we'll give her that explanation i gotta wonder what's going on on this show man all right so so look here's the deal like this season i've been enjoying it it's been fun it's been goofy you know, a thinker is a, is a unique villain. He's kind of the way that they've kind of retold his story in the second half here as he starts body jumping. It's been interesting. Um, and it, it's been, you know, it does kind of keep you on your toes wondering exactly where it's all going. But at the same time, you do have kind of the, the satisfaction of, of looking towards a, a story that makes sense, right? There is a logical conclusion to this story that makes a lot of sense. So overall, the structure of the show, the season, this villain has worked really well. But man, these last couple of episodes have been very repetitious. And on top of that, we've dealt with a lot of focus on characters that we've had to trade off some of our core characters for. Like we, we really, 
you know, I mean, I, I almost kind of wrote down in my notes, like, should we just recall ourselves the Ralph TV talk show, the Elongated Man TV talk show? Like, is this what this season is? Is this really more about Elongated Man than Team Flash? You know, on top of that, you know, I, I like Cecile a lot, but she is less tied to the team. And, and a lot of like her development seems to be more forced as opposed to kind of part of, you know, the story proper. So much so that we're, we're losing Joe. We're losing Joe for certain episodes and we're losing Harry for certain episodes. Anyway, just it just seems kind of odd to me that we've got such a massive cast that it almost kind of gets in the way of the storytelling. And at the same time, the storytelling kind of comes off a little bit as repetitious because we are focusing on the same characters, specifically Ralph, and, and we're not getting Iris, we're not getting Caitlin, we're not getting much Cisco. Ralph is, it's become kind of the Ralph show. <laughs> I mean, is that fair? Well, okay, so that's why I'm proposing to you a uh, a new format. We call it the Ralph cast, and it's like a, a Joe Rogan style, <laughs> you know, a fat man on Batman style, four hour long podcast where you and I just ramble incoherently about just, just random stuff. And we might mention Ralph Dibney every now and again. And so that is now what we're going to do. So uh, for those of you who have enjoyed on- Flash TV talk, it is dead. And now this is, this is the Dibney cast, and it's going to be, Dibney you know, cast. just four hours of us just rambling about stuff how about how about ralph and on ralph ralph and on ralph i like it no, that, that makes some sense yeah i i don't get it man like it's unfortunate because we've got so many great characters that i want to spend more time with and and it there's clearly somebody who really wanted to tell an elongated man story and it's just it's stretched out too long and yes pun is intended and yes it's a tragedy tragedy that the pun works <laughs> <laughs> oh man but anyway so yeah so yeah this but overall like i said i'm i'm, in, I'm enjoying devoe i love all of our wonderful characters and wish that we could spend more time with them but alas uh it has not happened these last several episodes but we are uh, you know we're in the second half man we're, we're driving to something big near the end and i got some theories about what that might be and that's going to bring us to this week's speedster speculation before we get into speedster speculation, Bell, I've got some speculation for you. Okay. Do you think that Barry pays his own taxes or handles his own taxes? Oh, obviously not. I mean, like being a superhero and and having a giant business such as, you know, Star Labs, like surely not. No, absolutely not. You got to get you got you got to have people for that, right? Like if you don't have people doing your taxes for you, then 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 who are you? And I mean, come on, like it's convenient. Like you don't want to sit there and spend hours upon hours going through, you know, some thing where you got to like type in a bunch of information over and over and over again. Just, you know, it's, it's like, it's your time is valuable. That's exactly right. right. And you want to get things done fast, but you also want to get it done right. And you want to free yourself up to do what you need to do and let somebody else get the cash that you need. And that is why we recommend that you check out equitycpa.com slash taxes. Now, with them, you get flat free pricing, no added costs or additional forms, no hidden fees of any kind. It's extremely safe and secure, and it is a wonderful, wonderful service for those of you that, like Barry Allen, need somebody to take care of your taxes. Um, you need to check them out. You can call them 863-866-7099 or visit the website and fill out the contact information at equitycpa.com slash taxes. And hey, if you mentioned that you heard about it on the, this podcast, use the promo code Flash TV Talk on the forum and they'll throw in 20% discount on the price shown on the website. So check it out again. That is equitycpa.com slash taxes. Use the code Flash TV Talk when you sign up for 20% off on the prices shown there. All right, Ben, I want to actually revisit something from episode one. You would. I do. I would like to. This house 
is bitching. Now we indeed it is. We kind of put that off to the side for a little while because that you know for a while it kind of like you know everybody was asking that question like you know when oh this house is this house is this house is would you say this house is you know like people were trying to figure out where this was coming from and it actually kind of jarred my memory when Barry got the flashback to Savitar and realized that, oh, hey, we've, we've been here before. And we haven't really seen him do something like that, except when he or someone is is remembering something that Barry said when he was in his Speed Force-induced state. So here's my theory. I think that this house is bitching is going to be the last line of the season. Uh, I, can, I think I can agree with you on that. This is going to come around full circle at some point. Yes. And I'm also thinking that it's possible... That, you know, we've said before that it would be awesome if it was Bart. It sounds like Bart. What if it's Dawn? Hmm. So we've got Dawn out there. And for those that that, uh, are just now joining us, Dawn is who we believe the girl to be that keeps popping up from time to time. She was at the wedding. She was at the coffee house. She's writing in the Speed Force language or, or the future language or whatever language that may be. I'm wondering if at the very tail end of the season... Dawn comes in like, you know, they're celebrating their victory and everything. And then Dawn like, you know, zooms in, like pops into their house and looks around and be like, oh, this house is bitching like, or, you know, something, something of that nature. You know what I mean? So it's going to be the pocket dimension. Yeah. Right. Like she's going to pop in there and be like, man, this house is bitching. Right. 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 So that's for sure. I think it's going to be the last line of the season. I don't think it's going to be the last line. I think it's going to be the last. It's going to be in the last episode. Don't think it's going to be the last line. All right. So here's, but here's the thing with that. Like if it's just a line at this point, then it seems like they kind of built that to nothing, right? Like if it's just something that is said and they like obsessed over it in the first half, wouldn't, wouldn't that be somewhat anticlimactic? Well, no, I mean, it depends on how they utilize it in the last episode. Like I'm saying it's going to be in the last episode, not necessarily the last line. But it's going to be something that's going to, you know, come full circle and and, and be impactful. I just don't necessarily think it's going to be the last line. Huh. All right. So that's the thing. It's got to be impactful or it's got to be a joke. And I don't mean a joke in a bad way. I think it, it can be very funny. Like if it's the last line of the season with something totally unrelevant to the rest of what's come before, that's a funny- I've got it. I've got it. Okay. Hit it. So the West household has seen a lot of problems. There was the whole thing where like, you know, the pipe started bursting and everything was like blowing up and stuff. The house is going to explode. They're going to move into a new place. Dawn's going to show up or somebody and they be like, man, this house is bitching. And then roll credits <laughs> done. Okay. All right. No, I can see that. I can see that. But that's what I'm saying, man. I think it's going to come into the end. Here's my thought. As we get Savitar revealing spoilers and everything, what of Barry's speed forced induced dream do you think that we will see before the season is done? Because I think that line is a definite, but I'm not so sure that everything is. Yeah. Oh, I, I had a thought pop into my head about a Hall of Justice, but I don't think you'd call that house. Like, you wouldn't say this house is bitching if you're talking to the Hall of Justice. Oh, that's interesting. So, if like, for, yeah, yeah. They need to bring that set back, by the way. Because they just right? used it for their one, for their first team up, and then they haven't really used it again, and it, it was like straight up the Hall of Justice. Yeah. Why don't the legends uh, legends should should utilize that like heavily, right? Well, we talked about that on last episode of Legends about where they're going to go with the fourth season. Yeah. And because like they've messed with time so much, like wouldn't it be neat if perhaps they formed a team and instead of like fighting stuff in time, fought just bad guys regularly? Well, then they'd have to change the name of the series. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, you know, it could be like an anthology sort of thing. Like you had like American Horror Story Woodstock. And then America Horror Story, Coachella. Well, Legends of Tomorrow Today. Legends of Tomorrow, colon, you know. Backslash, backslash. 
semicolon. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> colon forward slash forward slash www.blasttvtalk.org. Okay. All right. All right. Do we have the org domain, by the way? Uh, we, should. It, we, we definitely do not. We definitely do not. Oh, you shouldn't have told me that. I'm yeah. going to buy it. <laughs> oh, good. You should buy it. Don't let anybody else get it. Go for it. All right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. All right. So, so here's the thing. I think that the this house is bitching is coming back but before the end of the season. I don't think that anything else is. I think what they did with all of that is much like Savitar set up DeVoe and and not not just him. We also had uh, gosh, the magician did the same thing. Uh, our Abracadabra did the exact same thing in in that season as well. So I think that a lot of what we heard from Barry and in in much the same way that season 1 did at the end of it, they're teeing up things for future seasons. And I think the only thing that we will see from this season play out beyond the Speed Force language or, super, or future language is uh, is this house is bitching. And I think that's going to be the last line of the season. I mean, I, I'd like to see it. I think it could be neat. Uh, we'll see. We shall see what we shall see. Hey, this is Patrick Sabongi, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. <laughs> that's the sound of the police in my hood. All right, man. We got some great listener feedback in. We got an iTunes review in from a DVD Mon who says a solid Flash podcast that's always entertaining. Uh, this is a nice, entertaining podcast that touches on a lot of the details of the show. The hosts know their stuff, know a lot about the actors, writers, directors, and the sources of comics to boot. They certainly have disagreed about things, but they do so in a very nice way. Everything is always kept light and friendly, so it's actually enjoyable to listen to. And you come away from it both hearing some new ideas about the show, but also uh, a general positive feeling. Man, DVD, thank you so much. That's extremely high praise, and that is exactly what we hope to bring for you every single week with this podcast. Absolutely. We really appreciate the feedback. And yeah, like Bo said, that's what we try to do every week is uh, just give you guys what you want and keep you entertained. Yeah, man. Okay, so overall, this episode, like I mentioned, it's a little bit lighter because the content was a little bit lighter. Like the, it was kind of a rehashing of what we'd gotten before in the past. And that's just kind of been where they've been at. What do you think, man? Do you what do, where do you kind of see the season going from this point on? I mean, are we going to keep on re- redoing and, you know, rehitting everything that we have done or or what, what, well, what, do, you, what do you think? We got nine episodes, right? Yeah. Three of those are going to be the new metas that we have to uncover. Yeah. And actually, we know that. Um, and I, I don't, this might be kind of spoilery. So I'm glad I'm kind of <laughs> leaving this for last. But the fiddler, or at least the body of the fiddler, will be around for the next two episodes, according to IMDb. And I know this okay. because I looked her up to make sure I was like, there's no way anybody portraying that accent is actually from the South. And of course, she's from Ontario. So I looked her up on IMDb to confirm that and noticed <laughs> on her page that uh, she's supposed she's set to be in the next the upcoming next two episodes as well. Well, there you go. At the same time, I wonder if, you know, is it that she's going to be DeVoe? We know she'll be DeVoe next episode, but will DeVoe move on to a new body before that? Or and then she come, comes back in like a flashback or in some sort of mental tag team or, or what? I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's 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 going to be interesting because, yeah, it's it's like you have this, you know, we got nine episodes, we got three more dudes. So there's six episodes. It could be filler and not necessarily filler, but could be different things. See, that's the thing with thinkers. It's like there's this whole different avenue. It's not like Barry's got to get faster and then he's got to beat a speedster. It's he's got to outthink this guy. So there's a lot of different things going on and got Harry involved. 
and like the smartness factor. And so I don't know. It, it's it's going to be interesting. Maybe, maybe we could see like a two part finale sort of thing. So that would leave four episodes uh, that are going to be additional. Maybe there's going to be some Dibney stuff. I feel for sure there's going to be some Dibney stuff. Gosh, yeah, there's definitely going to be some Dibney stuff. But I don't think it's going to be bad. I think it's going to be one of those things where we're going to see Dibney like progress as a character, maybe renounce his terrible ways. In no, the past. look, here's my thing. And again, I'm sorry that we're 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 still talking about this. But I really, I really am sorry that we're still talking about this because it doesn't matter that they're going to progress his character. Any time spent progressing his character is time spent away from Iris, from Caitlin, from Cisco, from Harry, from Joe, like from our cast, from our team. Like, that's what I'm saying, man. I don't want to spend any more time progressing his character. I want him gone, kaput, bye, bye, hang out in the background. Even not real Jay Garrick, when he was on the show, was gone for like weeks at a time. And then he would only come back in for like the, I'm going to help you out or I'm going to, you know, surprise, I'm Zoom. You like, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get you. I this get is you. too much of like the new guy. We don't like the new guy doesn't need to become the guy. All right, sorry, rant over. <laughs> Hashtag Ralphing on Ralph. I'm sorry, but like seriously, man, I, I I just I can't even anymore with this guy. And yet we will for nine more episodes. And we hope that you enjoy it because, like I said, we do hope that we bring forth a positive uh, vibe. <laughs> no kind of ending on that note sounds like anything but. But I guarantee you'll feel a little bit more positive because. We're closing out this episode in a little bit of a different way, and I think you'll enjoy it. I know I certainly did creating it, and Bell certainly did laughing at me along the way. So here we go, <laughs> bringing us out this week with DeVoe went down to Central City. Thinker went down to Central City. He was looking for a body to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young lady singing with a fiddle and playing it hot, and DeVoe jumped out of a dimensional portal, said, Girl, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a super villain too. And if you care to take a dare, I'll pick a fight with you. Now you play pretty good fiddle, girl, but give DeVoe his due. Give up your cash and lose Team Flash because I think I'm smarter than you. Girl says my name's Izzy, and it might be my end, but I'll take you on with this here song because I'm the best that's ever been. Izzy, rising up your bow and play your fiddle hard because Barry's back in Central City and Devo's not dealing cards. And if you win, you'll save yourself and get back all your goals. But if you lose, a thinker gets your soul. All right. Well, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, all right. So, hey, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Flash TV Talk. Also, you can follow our personal accounts. I'm at the Real Bo York, and Bell is at Ring That Bell. And if 280 characters is enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P O D A S T E R Y.com. And for the latest news, daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to check our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. And special thanks, as always, to Charlie Bach, who provides our awesome outro music. You can check out the rest of his stuff at SoundCloud.com slash Charlie Bach. And, of course, we are a member of the DCTV Talk Network. Be sure to check out DCTVTalk.com for all the latest and greatest with the DCTV Talking Podcast. You can join that as well. More information at DCTVTalk.com. 
And that's going to do it for us for this week. But until next week, we'll be back in a flash. <laughs>